Welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi everyone, I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on JavidRadio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kaya from the Mayach, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, Avos Abundant Program, uh, 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 your, your yeshiva, your Benos, your Beis Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a uh, bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbs's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhirbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start. Oh, boy. Wow. Is it cold outside? No, it's not. What do you mean it's not? Uh, it's it's just uh, uh, freezing. Freezing? What are you talking about? <laughs> What's the difference if I said it's cold outside or it's freezing? Because freezing is a little more than just being cold. 
Oh, yeah, see, you know, sometimes... Uh, well, you know what? I hope you're excited as I am. Well, I am excited, and I have good reason to be. <laughs> Can I tell everybody why you're excited? Okay, if you're real fast, because I really want to tell the story. I'm excited because I got a good story. No, come on, you can tell what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Ah, come on, Be'ez Hashem, in time for Hanukkah. Ah, Mi'ez Hashem, it's going to be in stores by Monday. Maybe Monday morning, or for sure, for sure, for sure, in the afternoon, Monday afternoon. <laughs> Your newest CD, double CD, wow, a jam-packed story over 93 minutes long. Wow, what a story. It's produced by Yufa Studios. Yes, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs and Rabbi Yossi Frabo's teamed up together. So this beautiful CD called Yufa Story Series with master storyteller Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. The newest CD is called The Swindler. What a story. It comes so much to life. It's unbelievable. But don't take my word for it. When you get it, <laughs> you'll see for yourself. It's finally here. Wow. <laughs> I guess I don't have to say anything. You did a good job yourself. Okay, tonight's story is called Pudgy. Pudgy? Are you making fun of me? No, no, no. I didn't call you Pudgy. You just said Pudgy. But I didn't say you're Pudgy. Uh, what's the name of the story? Pudgy. Ah, uh, there you go. You call me Pudgy again. I didn't call you Pudgy. Somebody in the story's name is Pudgy. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Somebody in the story's name is Pudgy. Okay. Uh, so the name of the story is called Pudgy? No, no, no. Not just Pudgy. Pudgy Pedro and Don Manuel. Uh, let me get this straight. Pudgy, Pedro, and Don Manuel. That's right. Oh, very interesting. So, it's a story in Spanish. Are you going to start going at... No, 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 I'm not going to do it in Spanish. And it did take place in 1492 around. 1492. Let me get my history book and see... Oh, those were the years of the Spanish Inquisition, the anti-Semitin, the ay, 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 uh, Turkamana, and the Ganser Geschicht over there, you know, the whole group over there, ha, huh? they were angry at Jewish people, and Jewish people left Spain. That's right, uh, Barbanel led the way, he didn't want to convert, even though... You know, the King Ferdinand and then whatever her name is, you know, Elizabeth, oh, I forgot what her name is, Queen Isabella, something like that. Ferdinand and Isabella, yeah, probably, you know, you can check it out with your history book. But anyways, um, they uh, used to use uh, their barbanel, you know, for one of the ministers over there, I think it was the finance minister, you know. Yeah, something like that. And then you know what happened? No, you didn't tell me yet. Well, they, you know, when they believed what the church said and everything like that, and then, of course, they wanted to have either the Jews convert to their religion or they would be sent out. And if they were sent out, they had to leave all their riches behind. Now, there were some Jews who just... I know, I know, I know. You're talking about the Moranos, right? That's right. Yes, I'm talking about the Moranos. Yes, some Jews who uh, didn't want to give up their Yiddishkeit, but they didn't want to give up their riches either, they thought maybe one day things are going to get better, you know, because a bus of a dumb, a bus of a dumb. Oh, like a bee. <laughs> are you a bee? That's right. A bus of a dumb is a bus of a dumb. And that means they don't live forever. So things could change, you know. And so therefore, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, some of those people thought that things are going to change. In the meantime, 
On the outside, they pretended they were converting to the Goyesh religion and everything, but on the inside, they kept their Yiddish guy. Really? So how did they dive with a minion? Ah, these hidden Jews, they had some houses, had like sub-basements that were dug underneath, but only very small few knew about it, and therefore it was, you know, a top-secret thing. Many times, they kept their Goyesh servants still, and that was a bigger Nisoyan. A bigger Nisoyan? Why? Well, you know, if they still kept their servants, right? Yeah. So uh, the servants, you know, most of them were not Jewish, you know, and they were Goyim, and therefore they could have snitched on them. And therefore it was a bigger test for them to try to be looking in front of their servants like they were completely Goyim. But then, secretly after the uh, servant went home, or before the servant got there, they would go to their secret rooms underneath the ground, and they would daven or learn. And that's what they did. And so when they lit, you know, let's say Shabbos candles, ah, they did it underneath the ground. But weren't they afraid of a fire or something? <laughs> that's a very good question. Except it's pretty hard to burn stone. Ah, why mate? Well, the underground basements, you know, that they dug the subterranean basements, they were lined with stone and things like that, so it wasn't really burnable. I'm sure they also took precautions anyways. Right? And then you should know, when a yomtev came around, Oh, a yomtev, oh boy, that must have been like really tough, right? Oh, yes. When a yomtev came around, oh boy, was it tough. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they had to, let's say, keep Pesach. They couldn't eat chametz. And how were they going to hide that on the outside? They could be walking with a quote-quote a friend, and the friend could say, Oh, my dear friend, I would like to offer you this nice piece of loaf of bread. Here, let's sit down and break bread. Let's eat. And, of course, they had to come up with something like, Oh, I would love to eat. With you, but I have such an upset stomach. Whoa! If I eat bread, oh, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, it, it's gonna really kill me. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe tomorrow. And of course, they would have to do different excuses or try to avoid bumping into their neighbors. It was very difficult to keep Pesach. And a Hanukkah, they couldn't put their menorahs in the window. That's for sure. <laughs> So where did they put it? Where's Pursume Nisa? Well, you know, in troubling times, Pursume Nisa could be just for your family. So what did they do? They pulled down the curtains and they lit the menorah? No, they did more than pull down the curtains. They went to their hidden chambers after the servants left and went home. They did that. And what happened was is they would go to these hidden chambers, light the menorah, cry a bit. Why would they cry? They should be very happy. Well, there were tears of joy, and there was tefillos with those tears. What kind? What kind? What kind? Well, you know, they wanted to, like, cry, uh, to ask Hashem to free them from their tzoros, and they were able to keep guy completely in the open. But, you know, <laughs> things don't always work the way they want to. You know, it depends what Hashem wants. Ow. So, so what happened? Well, well okay. So the story is said is called Pudgy Pedro and Don Manuel, right? That's right. So one second. If it has to do with Pudgy, so where's Pudgy now? 
I will get to him soon enough. Okay, meanwhile... Ah, uh, Emmanuel! Ah, uh, okay, so Emmanuel was Jewish? Yes. Don Emmanuel was really Emmanuel. And Emmanuel was very much Jewish. Except everybody thought he converted. So he's known as Don Manuel. And they were able to use the name Miriam for his wife. And her real name was Miriam. But they were able to keep it because even among uh, the, the Goetia Bible, they have the name Miriam there. So it was not uncommon to use that name for Goyim also. So therefore, she was called Donna Miriam. Oh, and then Pedro the guard was called Michigana Pedro, right? No, 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 no. Let's not get carried away. Oh, so what kind of guy was Pedro the guard? Ah, you're going to soon find out. Sure enough. Okay, so let me go to one of the mean galochim in charge by one of the groups of the Inquisition. Ah, can you explain me a little more about what the Inquisition is about? Sure. They, you know, like if they suspect that once they pass the deadline, that either you convert or you leave the country. So if you stayed and you were a hidden Jew and they caught that you were still practicing your Yiddishkeit, they would take the person, lock him up, possibly torture him first, and eventually they took the person out to be killed. Now, I don't even want to talk about how they killed them. I learned it in history books. Uh, they, they killed them by burning them at the stake. That was a horrible way. Wow, they died out Kiddush Hashem. Lots of them did, right? Yes. But the object was, they were hoping that they could try to avoid that. And Don Manuel was one of those who were trying to avoid that. Oh, so, uh-oh. Pedro, that's like a real Spanish name. That's right. So Pedro was not Jewish, right? That's right. So Pedro is going to find out that Don Manuel is Jewish, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not? Maybe. Somebody else will. Oh, so, oh, oh my goodness. Well, you know what? Let's first go over and listen to that Galach, okay? All right. My fellow Spaniards, listen to me. Very carefully. You know, we have expelled all Jews who insist on keeping their religion, as you all know. Some Jews who stayed behind have converted. Some really fully. They are so good they even act more religious than we are, <laughs> if that is possible. But let me explain you something. We have discovered by our investigations that there are some Jews who are afraid to leave their riches behind. And therefore what they did was they stayed, they converted, at least in public. What do you mean, sir, in public? What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that they... Converted in public, they went through the whole ceremony, baptism and everything, the whole works. Except, secretly, when no one's around, somewhere's, somewhere's hidden, they keep their religion. And they're very good at hiding it. Once in a while, we catch some. And you know what we do. Oh, so, I know what you do. You torture them, and then you kill them, right? Yes, that is correct. 
So what are we having this meeting for? You know I'm not Jewish. Neither am I. 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 I know that. But some of you people work for some of these people who used to be Jews. At least that's what they say they used to be. Ah, so I need you to keep your eyes and your ears open. And, of course, one of these servants was a servant that worked for Don Manuel. And that servant was thinking, Oh, my goodness, very interesting. But, you know, if Don Manuel is one of those secret Muranos, I could never turn him in. He's given me work for so many years. He treats me so well, so nice. Besides... I never really caught him doing anything, but it is possible that he does some things when I'm not there. After all, I only work for him in the daytime. It's strange that he has me come at ten o'clock in the morning and leave at six o'clock in the evening. Very interesting. Many servants come at nine o'clock or earlier. He says he likes to sleep late. Or is it that he gets up early? to do his prayer services. I wonder. Hmm. Very interesting. I don't know what he does. Does he do it or not? But you know, I never really tried. But if he turns out that he still keeps his religion, I, ah, uh, Gonzales, will never turn my master in. He is too kind to me. Oops, what's this? He's raising his voice again. Huh, yes. Uh, uh, could you speak a little louder so I can hear you in the back, please? Ah, yes. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know something? It really helped. I could hear you better since I took the cotton out of my ears. You what? Uh, well, you know, before you were screaming so loud, you gave me a headache, so I put cotton in my ears. And then you're not talking so loud, so I just took out the cotton from my ears. Now I can hear. So what were you saying? <laughs> Very interesting. Are you sure you're not Jewish? Absolutely not. Good. Well, here's what I want to tell you. Many of you work for Jewish people. Or they used to be Jewish. But you know something? It's a big thing. Because if we catch one of these Jewish people that are really keeping their religion in secrecy, and then we take them out. And then we go over and we, uh... Oh, you burn about the stake. Yes. And we make a big public spectacle. And the pain and the screams is horrendous. And that will make more Jews come out of their hiding and either leave the country or become real Christians. Real Goyim like us. And if not... <laughs> We find them, we torture them, and we kill them. Oh, yes, 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 I heard about those things. Uh, so, uh, what was so, uh, I don't understand. What does it have to do that we work for people that were once Jewish? I, I'm not following you, sir. You're not following? Well, let me make it very clear. No matter what these bosses, these uh, rich people, Pay you, no matter what they give you, it's really nothing. You're still a servant. 
You're not making much. To us, in our cloister, by our besatuma, I just want you to understand very clearly. To us, if you get a Jew to either convert or expose him for what he is, a Jew, that means a lot to our besatuma, to our cloister. And therefore, as a result, I would like to share with you a reward! A reward! A reward! A reward! Did I hear? Did I hear? Did I hear? Come quickly! A reward! Will you give us a lollipop or something? No. We'll give you riches. You won't have to work as a servant ever again. Of course not, because if we turn our master in, if it turns out that he's really like one of those Moranos and things like that, so, you know, if we turn him in, so you know what's going to happen. We'll be out of work, so of course he won't be a servant. <laughs> ah, but the reward, the riches that we will give to you will be well worth it. You will see. It'll be so well worth it. <laughs> you won't have to work as a servant ever again. So, all you people out there, would you like to make this special money? Eh? <laughs> if the answer is yes, well, let me tell you something. If the answer is yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. I just want you to know that if the answer is yes, then listen carefully. Go find those Jews! Find them! Do whatever you have to to expose them. When they're not looking, search for secret passageways. And then, when they think you left, sneak back if possible. <laughs> Remember, the rewards we will give you is priceless. <laughs> and of course, unfortunately, there are many of these so-called loyal servants who acted against their masters. And they would sneak around, search around, and find things like two sets of dishes. And they hopped what was going on, that if they're not Jewish anymore, why do they need two sets of dishes? And of course, when they would send the Inquisition crew over with soldiers, they would find these evidence pieces, and then they would be arrested. And then once they were arrested, there was a big public ceremony to scare other Jews to confess, come forward, really convert, or leave the country and leave their riches behind for the kingdom or the power of the Inquisition. But you know, very interesting, tough times. Meanwhile, let's go to Donna Miriam and her husband. I know her husband is, is, is Emmanuel, Emmanuel, but you call him Ma Don Manuel. Yes, uh, that's correct. That's what he's called. Uh, excuse me, uh, but I wasn't talking to you, Mr. Gallagher. Oh, sorry. Perhaps, <laughs> um... You want to talk to this little boy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm used to him. It's okay, don't worry. Okay, yeah, see? So, um, <clears throat> yes, uh, there were people that, uh, you know, threw these people in. But now let's go over. We're going to go now to see Donna Miriam and uh, Don Manuel talking to each other after their servant left. Good night. Nice to see ya. All right. Zykus, I mean, uh, be well. Okay, uh, Gonzalez, be well. Thank you for all your work today, and and uh, 
God willing, uh, we'll pay you at the end of the week. We'll keep track of the hours, and you keep track of the hours. And then, when the time is right, we'll pay you. All right? Uh, <laughs> that voice is ringing in his head. Uh, my head? No, 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 no. In Gonzalez's head. Oh, my. I'm going to see it. I'm going to think about this. Oh, hey, Gonzalez, you coming to the bar tonight to drink? What's the matter with you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. You, you, you go uh, to the bar first. And if I'm not there, start drinking without me, okay? Don't worry. And you can drink my portion, too. Uh, 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 you know something? I, I got some extra time. Um, do you need any extra help tonight? I'll tell you the truth. I really don't need any help tonight. You did all the work so nicely. And everything is fine. And if there's anything we find left over, you can take care of it tomorrow. Okay? So, Gonzalez, have a nice night. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I- I'll see you. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Hmm. Why doesn't he want me around tonight? I wonder. And sure enough, he left. Meanwhile, Donna Miriam said, You know something? We better make sure that he went away and not coming back to eavesdrop. Did you know what I heard on the streets today? I don't really know what you heard on the streets today. You didn't tell me yet. So what did you hear on the streets? Go ahead and tell me. I heard on the streets that that local Galach started opening up his mouth again. <laughs> the local Galach opened his mouth. Did a frog jump in or something? No, no, no. It'd be nice if it did, but that's not what happened. He was speaking very strongly. Well, he has a big mouth and a loud voice. No, 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 it wasn't just that. It's what he said. Uh-oh. What did he say? Well, he was encouraging the people that work for, quote, quote, Jews who used to be Jews and claim that they are not Jews anymore. Um, He, he said that they may be secret Baranos and they should do their best to try to find out. And if they find evidence, they should turn it over to the Inquisition. And then, you know what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, of course, then they'll come here with soldiers and arrest us and everything. Yeah, so we have to be extra vigilant, extra careful. Yes, I know. But, you know, last week, did you hear what happened to Zanville? To Zanville. Oh, yes, it was horrible. Unfortunately, Zanville is not with us anymore. So what are you trying to say? Well, you know, this could happen to us. Oh, no, no, Chas Shalom, what are you talking about? That's not going to happen. You'll see. No, I wish you were right. I wish you were right. But you know what? Hanukkah is coming very, very soon. Ah, yes, that's right. Hanukkah is coming very, very soon. So, therefore? Therefore, we got to light the menorah. We'll do what we always do. We'll do what we did the past few years. We'll go to our secret basement. We'll light it later. After Shkia, after Meyer time, whatever it is, as long as our workers are out of the way, and nobody suspects anything, and they think we went to sleep for that night, and then we'll have our pursuit niece in front of our family. So, what's the problem? Why is this Hanukkah going to be any different? I really don't know, but I just have this gut feeling that something is not kosher. Oh, if something's not kosher, we'll throw it right out. No, you don't understand. I do understand. If something's not kosher, we'll just throw it right out. 
Okay, you suspect we have some food, you know, but well, of course we'll have to do it in a way that our servant doesn't see that we're throwing it out. You know what I mean? And 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 then you know, we can even make believe like we're eating it and really dumping it down in a little bag, you know, that he doesn't see or something like that, and then smuggle out the bag to the garbage. So what do you say? I don't think that's the problem. I just think it's going to be a matter of time before we are caught. And I really think that whatever myths we could do and chapa we should do. Uh, yes, I agree with you. So w- w- what does Hanukkah have to do with it? Well, because what happens if they come? And they come and arrest you. Oh, stop thinking like that. If you think like that, then they may come and arrest me. But I'm just thinking of all possibilities. So let's say they come, right? And then they arrest you. And then what? You'll never have a chance to keep Hanukkah. And you know what happens? They'll torture you until you talk and say what they want to hear. And then they'll take you out. And then... No, 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 no. Let's not go that far. Let's I hope they don't have to do that, okay? So we're, we're not going to go that way, okay? So now, um, um, listen, listen, listen very, very carefully, okay? Um, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to succeed in, in, in getting out of here. <laughs> I mean, when the time is right. Uh, or uh, maybe the government will be overthrown and then... It would be nice, because after all, you know, there was a good approximately 200-year period that we Jewish people were living here in Spain, and so many Talmidi Chachomim and everything. Yes, but we didn't listen to the Barbanel, and we didn't leave when he did. I know, because it was so hard. We have all these riches and everything, and, and you know, if we left, we would have to leave it behind. And Well, we should have trusted in Hashem a little bit more, that wherever we go, we can get more, because it's Hashem who gives and it's Hashem who takes. Uh, you know, you're right. I didn't think about it, but we're in this matzah already. So when things get better, you know, we'll always keep our Yiddishkeit in public. I'm sure that this king is not going to be, you know, around for so long, and the Inquisition is sooner or later going to have an overturn, right? Uh, and, you know, that's usually what happens throughout history, right? I mean, look at Haman, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, and not the Yichas and everything, you know. Come on, you know, like uh, we're, we're the chosen nation. We're, we're, we're I'm Yisrael. We're going to withstand it. Don't worry, don't worry. You'll see. Well... I think we should be prepared just in case. You know, you keep beating around the bush. You want to explain me what you are referring to? Yes. I, you know, you could use one of those loose rocks that they give you for a pillow when you're in the dungeon. Oh, there you go again talking like I'm in the dungeon. I'm not in the dungeon yet. No, you're not. But if that time comes, you will use that pillow that's made out of stone for your menorah. For my menorah, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? What am I going to do for Pesumi Nisa? Well, it'll be you and Hashem. <laughs> okay, okay. And what am I doing for candles? You know, I mean, I, I got a stone menorah. And what am I going to do for candles? You know, I mean, I'm going to use oil. No, you won't be able to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these set of candles and I'm going to sew it into the lining of your jacket. And I'm going to sew it and spread it out so it's not felt so easily. It won't look like any bum. It'll be between the feathers inside that uses the stuffings, and then you'll use it. Yeah, and then how am I going to uh, light the, this candle? Here is two flintstones. You'll bang them together, it gives a spark, you light the candle, and then you'll light the manera. I would advise you, since you're not going to be putting it by a window, because if you're going to be in a dungeon, <laughs> you won't be able to uh, light it by the window anyways. And besides, you'll get stoned if they see the manera. So what I think you should do is that um, um, I think what you should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? 
wait until you think everybody went to sleep, and then you'll light the menorah. You know, that's a good idea. Okay, okay, so we have a plan. So from this day on, you're saying, until we pass Hanukkah, I'm going to walk around with this jacket that has these uh, candles sewn in. I didn't sew it in yet. Now that uh, Gonzalez left, I will sew it in. And she sang to herself. No one else was around, so it couldn't be the Easter of Kolisha. And and after she sewed it in, she put the jacket away and reminded her husband, whenever he goes, wherever he goes, she should take that jacket with him. And that's what he did. Meantime, Gonzalez, he started thinking, Wow, you know something? I was thinking to myself, you know, um, this is not right. I mean, you know, he's very nice to me. But, you know, every day, that Galach, he just opens his mouth and shouts out and he says, Ha! Ah, anybody find anything yet? Anybody find the Jew that's a hidden Jew? <laughs> Can we expose him? Ha! Huh? Would you like those riches? You'll never have to be a servant again. Just turn in a Jew and you will make a few. <laughs> a few thousand dollars. <laughs> a few thousand gold coins. <laughs> what do you say? Ah, I tell you, all this stuff is starting to rub off inside me. I wonder, should I be doing this? Should I be helping, you know, the the the, the, the Inquisition? I mean, you know, I, I worked for so many years for Don Manuel. But he's so good. I never see when he does anything. Wait a minute. Have I got an idea? He won't be able to get rid of me this way. Hmm. This Friday night. Ah. According to the way the calendar goes, the Friday nights for the Shabbos is earlier. So, he's probably going to ask me to leave. <laughs> and sure enough, that Friday came. And he was there, Gonzalez. And of course... Don Manuel said, uh, Excuse me, uh, hey, uh, uh, Gonzalez, uh, uh, you look uh, very tired. Listen, if you want to go home early today, it's fine. It's the end of the week already, you know. And then if you want, uh, when you come back, you know, the, the next day, you know, uh, you know, then no problem. Uh, you could uh, make up your time. Uh, uh, you know what? You're such a good worker. I would even pay you. It's only an hour or two. That you were going home early, so if you want to, not a problem. Uh-huh. So he's trying to get rid of me so that he could keep the Shabbos. <laughs> Let me see what I can do. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. Me, my, 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 my dear uh, Master Don Manuel, it's okay. Don't worry about a thing. I'm perfectly fine. I'm not so tired. And besides... I don't work at night, so I could sleep well at night. And you don't want me to come until 10 o'clock in the morning, so I could sleep late. Don't worry. It's okay. Don't you have a problem with that? No, of course not, right? <laughs> so I'm going to stay until my time is up. And of course, Don Manuel looked at Donna Miriam. And of course, they realized they couldn't say anything more to him. 
Except that, all right, if you want to stay, but, you know, listen, if, if you're so tired and you want to leave, I understand. Meantime, I'm just going to go about my business over here. Okay, so uh, I just have to go over these books over here. And, of course, he pretended he was going over financial books. And then he pretended that he dozed off. So he wouldn't be doing the malacha of doing business on Shabbos. All right, let's see. see so let's see. We sold some of this over here. It was terrible. If you're not so tired, but. Boss, boss. Oh, my goodness. The boss fell asleep. Oh, this is not very good. Boss, um, excuse me, boss, um, uh, boss, uh, uh, and, and boss, boss. Oh, he's fell into a deep sleep. Oh, this might be my opportunity. Wow. Let me go look around here a little bit. Hmm, I wonder where his wife Donna Miriam went. Hmm, let me go around. Oh, wait a second. Let me get this dusting brush over here. And this way I can pretend I'm dusting things as I look around. What is this? What do I see here? Oh, no. I can't believe it. <gasps> I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, 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 Donna is sitting over there. And she's looking to the right and to the left. Oh my goodness, that's not Donna. That's her daughter. Where is Donna? Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, oh, Sarah, how are you? Uh, where's your mommy? My mommy, I don't know. I didn't see where she went. And of course, she really did see where she went. She went downstairs to light candles and sneak back up and hoped that, uh, <laughs> That Gonzalez wouldn't see it. That's right. And so while his back was turned from a hidden entrance behind a bookcase, she came out, and Gonzalez didn't see. Oh, hi, Gonzalez. You're still here. Wow. You suddenly look fully awake. <laughs> you look so tired before we're ready to let you go home early. All right. Oh, I see you got the duster. That's wonderful. You just go around dusting up already, okay? No problem. And when you're ready to leave, you know, you'll sign your paper with the hours, and then we'll take care of you. Okay. Sure. No problem. I like that idea very much. Hmm. Where did she come from? I didn't hear no door open. I wonder. Hmm. Did she come from here? No. Okay, I'll dust over here. Wait, she was behind me. That means she had to come from the living room area. <gasps> Wait a minute, there is no back door over there. Where did she come from? She had to come from somewhere. Hmm, let me think. Let me scratch my head a little bit. Okay, now let me think about this. <gasps> Wait a minute, there must be a secret entrance to a secret basement of some sort. Hmm. She's over there, by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And my boss is sleeping. Uh-oh. Uh, what am I gonna do? You know what? Let me just dust the bookcase. 
Wait a minute. What is that over there? It looks like a little latch directly behind the side of the bookcase. Let me push this a little bit. Don't make so much noise. Let me see now. It moves. There's a secret staircase. Well, better close it before they know I know. Uh, what was that noise? What was that noise? Oh, it's nothing, madam. I just dropped the dust mop. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, did, did, did I startle you? No, it's all right. Uh, uh, okay, whatever. Oh, you know something? I got about a half hour to an hour left, and I'm really getting tired again. Uh, if it's all right with you, I- I- I'll leave now. Okay. And uh, you can make up the time the next time you come in. Okay, thank you. And so Gonzalez left. And as he's walking down the streets, he had a big dilemma. Should I turn in my boss or should I not turn him in? Should I or shouldn't I? I don't know what to do. Oh, well. At that time period, it was Matze Shabbos. When he made his decision, he went to the Galach. Excuse me, father. Uh, yoo-hoo. Uh, Galak, I'm here. Ah, Gonzalez. Nice to see you. What can I do for you? Wait a minute. Aren't you the servant of mm, Don Manuel? Oh, uh, yes, that's it. Ah. So he fired you? No. Now, let me ask you. If I help prove something... You're really going to reward me? Yes, of course. I'm going to reward you greatly. I'm going to pay you so much money. You won't have to worry about uh, being a servant ever again. You'll be able to establish your own house. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. Come on. You have some information? Um, can I have a down payment first to see that it's really going to happen? Sure. <laughs> How about uh, these 20 gold coins for starters? Oh, 20 gold coins? I, I didn't even make that a whole year. <sighs> Tell you what. I think you have a lot of good information. Here, here's 30 gold coins. <gasps> you want me to fade or something? <gasps> 30, 30 gold coins. <gasps> There you go. I can't breathe. Are you all right? Now listen to me. I'll make it a full hundred if your information pans out to be true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, let me tell you what I found out. Okay. Don Manuel is is really uh, an Orthodox Jew. He he, he kisses Judaism uh, and... And he asked me to come every day at 10 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. And then he has me leave at 6 o'clock. And then Fridays, he always tries to ask me <coughs> uh, to leave early. He uses an excuse uh, that, that uh, I look tired. Uh, but this time, I, I try to stay longer. And, and then Mrs. Emmanuel, uh, you know, Donna Miriam, she, she disappeared. Really? Magic? No, no, no. She disappeared in a bookcase. <laughs> Are you drunk? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, she disappeared in a bookcase because the bookcase is not a real bookcase. What are you talking about? I mean, it's a real bookcase, but it's a bookcase that covers a, a, a staircase. Is it a bookcase or a staircase? 
No, it's a staircase behind a bookcase. A bookcase that's hiding a staircase? Ah, so they don't read books, they read stairs, huh? No, no, they read books, and then when nobody's looking, they, they read stairs. I mean, they go down the stairs. Hmm, very good. You know something? It is Saturday night. Jewish people have a thing called Havdalah. Yes, let's see if I can bring my soldiers there and get there and have them arrested, caught red-handed, making Havdalah. Come, let's go. And sure enough, they took Gonzalez with them. Uh, but I don't want him to know that I told. Ah, doesn't matter. You'll be gone and you'll be rich. Come, you show me where that bookcase is. And sure enough, they were downstairs. All the lamps were closed. They were all the way downstairs in the basement. When suddenly, quietly, the door lock was broken. I said quietly, Oh, sorry. Uh, How do I break a door open quietly? You put a pillow around it. Oh, okay. How's that? Did you hear that? No. Open the door. I can't. Why not? I didn't break it open. Oh, would you stop that? Don't you shut the door, I? I said he broke open the door. And he walked in. All right. Now, I'm holding this lantern here. Show me where the bookcase is. Oh, sure. The bookcase is right there. Now, how do we get through the bear? The staircase? Go right through the bookcase. What? Oh, I'm just kidding. Come here with me. We'll open up this lever that's hiding behind here, behind the bookcase. See, it unlocked it with a spring system. And see, now look at that staircase. Clever. Very clever. But not clever enough. Come, soldiers, let's go. And he went down the steps. And he got to the bottom. And when he got to the bottom, just in time, he was making Abdullah. That man went and said, Gotcha! What happened? Ah! Oh, what's going on here? Oh, no, we're in trouble. Psst, are you wearing the jacket? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Oh, Baruch Hashem, tomorrow night is the first night of Hanukkah. Yes, 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 I know, I know. Um, um, yes, can I help you? What were you doing down here? Oh, me, I was, uh, I was, uh, looking for, uh, things that I couldn't find. This is a storage room. Uh, yeah, and I haven't used it in a while, and I was looking for things. Really? What's that wine? It's wine. Uh, what do you have it for? Oh, I get thirsty a little bit. And that candle? Well, you gotta see what's going on here. Oh, really? And that prayer book? Prayer book? What are you talking about? That's, uh, just an accounting book. Really? Let me see that. Oh, no, no, uh, it's in Hebrew. You don't fool me. Arrest him! By the way, when we find you guilty, not only you will be killed, but your whole family. <laughs> and of course, his wife said, Don eh, Emmanuel, be strong, remember. Oh yeah, I'll be strong. Uh, you make sure you're strong, and the Kindlech too. Don't worry, we'll just keep davening and saying to Hillam. And sure enough, they took Don Emmanuel, and they brought him to the local dungeon, and they threw him into a jail cell. 
You're gonna stay here. You're gonna rot. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe instead of rotting, they'll take you out and then. It's all right. I know the routine. Uh, you don't have to repeat it. I love to repeat it. Uh, goodbye. See you. And that guard went away, and there was another big, huge, chubby guard with most ugliest looking face. But nonetheless, it was a guard. That guard was guarding the prison cell, and he was looking and looking. Oh, let me see now. It's getting late. I have to light my menorah here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <gasps> What's that I hear? Snoring? Who could be snoring here? Oh, he's a funny snore. Oh, my goodness. The guard. He's sitting in that chair sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to worry. The door's locked with such a big lock like that. I could never get out. Wait a minute. It's my perfect opportunity to light my menorah. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, see now, open up my lining very carefully. Okay, and here's the pillow. Stones. I'm supposed to sleep on a pillow made out of stone. Boom. Okay, and let me just melt down this candle. But first, gotta get the Flintstones. Okay, got it started. Light the candle, melt it down. Okay, here I go. And of course, he made the brachas, and he lit that one candle. And the shamash, of course. And then he just couldn't hold himself back. And he started singing. He was singing. And he tried to sing it softly. And Mosur, when he came to that, it was so hard. And the guard woke up. And he was going. Wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? What's happening here? Let me see. Wait, it's coming from that cell over there where they brought in the Jew earlier tonight. Hey, I got another half hour to my shift. Do I got to hear this noise? Let me take a look at what's going on here. <gasps> oh, no. He lit a maneuver, a, a nerve, and he's singing Jewish words. It's a nerve of him. Let me open up this jail cell over here. <coughs> Let me just go over and go over and tell him I'm going to kill him for, for, for disobeying the rules. You know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm... And he looked at the Yid, and suddenly he froze. And he stared at the Yid, and he looked at the candle burning, and he recognized the words. It was for Hanukkah. He recognized that it was Hanukkah time. And suddenly he had a strange memory. He remembered when he was a little boy. He recognized this man. This man lived on his block when he was a little boy. And when he was a little boy, Pedro was known as Pudgy Pedro, or Fat Pedro, or Ugly Pedro, or, Hey, look who's coming, Handsome Pudgy. Everybody called him nicknames. They teased him. They liked to have fun with him. They didn't like to choose him in games because Pedro was big, he was clumsy, and he was on the heavy side. And everybody made fun of him. And he remembered suddenly, 
What is the matter? What a memory I'm starting to have. I remember one time when I was young kid. Yeah, about 20 boys from my neighborhood. They decided they wanted to have some fun. And you were going to have fun with me. Yeah, that's what they were going to do. They were going to take me. Yeah, I remember that. They were going to take me and beat me up and roll me up and down the muddy hill. I started running. They started screaming, get him, get him, get him. And then I ran to my house and I banged at the door. But nobody answered the door and I realized my mother wasn't home. She was probably at the market place. And then it was your wife. Your wife's name is Miriam? Yes, my wife's name is Miriam. Yeah, why, why, why? Yeah. She suddenly opened up the door before the boys ran around the corner and catch me. And she pulled me right in. And she saved my life. And, and, and you know, then she said I should sit down and eat, uh, what do you call it, latchkis? Latkes. Yeah, right. So I eat latchkis. I eat latchkis, latchkis, you know. And it was delicious. She was so nice to me. And I couldn't understand why my parents were telling me to hate Jewish people. It just didn't make sense. You know, I don't know. But now, I became a guard. Doesn't matter, because if anyone calls me ugly or pudgy, uh, I carry a weapon. I could take care of them. <laughs> or I could lock them up in jail. <laughs> yeah. And now, I was about to kill you for lighting a menorah. But you just sparked some interesting memories. I can't kill you. And I can't let your family die. It was your wife who saved me in that time when those terrible kids were doing something bad. You know something? I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. All right, listen to me very carefully. Hey, you still live in the same place? Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry if there's guards in the front. I'll take care. I'll tell them I was sent to relieve them. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I'm going to take your family and I'm going to sneak them out of Spain. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to go back to the place of the guards. And then when they come, I'll say, nobody got out as far as I know. I've been here after the other people. And then what it's going to be is when they discover that your family disappeared, they're going to get angry at the guards that were watching before me. They won't know it's me that did it. And as far as you go, well, how am I going to escape? No problem. Listen to me. Here's the plan. See, I'm going to, like, put some gum stuff in here by the lock. See, this gummy stuff. And it's going to prevent the lock from locking. And then when the next guard comes, after my half hour is over, my shift is complete, he's going to come, he's going to check the door, it's going to seem locked and everything, and then you pretend you're sleeping. Then when you're sleeping, the guard is going to go to sleep, because he thinks you can't escape with the door like that. Now, I'm going to give you a map, I'm going to draw a picture here, you know, I don't draw so good, but here. Okay, how's that? Uh, I think I can figure it out. But you just follow this pathway, and you just keep your timing right what I said about counting how many steps you take, and so on and so forth, you'll be able to get out of this prison because I will be leaving all those other doors that I said you should follow open because the other guards are not going to piss there tonight. Got it? Then you're going out for that back door, and then you'll go follow this pathway through the forest, and then you're on your own, okay? Uh, but, but why are, are you doing this? You're risking your life. I know. But I never forgot that. In the back of my mind, I always remembered what your wife did. In a time when I was in need, she saved me. 
And, and, and she wasn't afraid of those 20 kids. No, not at all. And, and, and she was so kind to me. She didn't call me pudgy. She didn't call me fat Pedro or anything like that. She said my name Pedro very nicely. So, you know, I, I want to repay that kindness. Wow. What a mice of Ashkocha. Unbelievable. Okay, you got a deal. And may uh, Hashem, the good Lord, you know, real God, reward you. Thank you, thank you. And sure enough, next God came. I, hey, the door's locked. Oh, yeah, sure. See? And of course, he shook the door and it made it sound like it was locked, but it was really open. Good. I hope that guy is tired because I just came from a bar and I was drinking and I'm pretty tired myself. I hope that Jew falls asleep soon so I could take my nap. Oh, I'm sure he's going to fall asleep soon. And sure enough, the Yid, he fell asleep. At least he made believe. The guard took a nap, and quietly he opened up the door, and he snuck out. And of course, during the night, that guard, Pedro, switched places with the other guards. They really believed him that he was the next shift. And then, of course, he snuck out. Emmanuel's entire family got him across the border from Spain, sent him on their way, gave them some money that they should be able to survive the roads, and they escaped the Spanish Inquisition. Emmanuel, eventually, a couple months later, their paths met, they found each other, they were reunited, and all because of this little Maisash Kocha. You never know when a Kiddush Hashem could come in handy. Wow, that was terrific. Did you notice, Rabbi Herbs, after a while, I got very quiet? <laughs> yeah, why? I don't think I ever heard this story before. Well, if I ever told it, it's been a very long time. Okay, let's see if we have some time to take a few phone calls. And let's see. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Um, I don't know. Okay, so what's your name, though? Aliza. Okay, so Lisa, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? Did you listen to the whole story? No. I didn't, so you guess you're going to have to catch it on the archives, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm.